This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yeah. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Jake Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's good! Jake Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer, and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford eight! Crawford's got a hurry! Oh! Oh! No! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's According to Jim, here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. And the guy who was feeling a little bit nervous about the team that he has been saying since... Well, probably last October, is going to win the NBA Finals. He was hanging on for dear life, but Steve Sell, it's good to see you today. And boy, did the Warriors, uh, what a comeback they made last night. And Toronto's going to rue the day that they let that game slip away because the Warriors are going to win Game 6, then they're going to go back to Toronto, and they're going to win Game 7. Wow. Bold take to begin the Just show. A hot take. Well, Steve, we've got a lot of things to dive into today. I want to talk about the injury to Kevin Durant a little bit separately. Okay. I want to talk about that second. Okay. I want to talk about the game first and dive into some of the aspects of what I thought was the most entertaining and the most fun I've had watching the NBA postseason so far this year. One of the Warriors-Rockets games, I don't remember which one it was, one of them was probably my favorite up until last night. But last night's game was so captivating. When you look at every single storyline that had to go into it just to begin the game, with Kevin Durant coming back, with this team of Warriors that have been so good over the last five years, down 3-1 on the road against this team that had just annihilated them the last two games, and a chance for Toronto to close out the series at home in five games against what many people thought would be the greatest team of all time. And then Golden State opens up the first quarter, and they make everything they look at. Yeah. And so you're beginning to think, okay, Kevin Durant's back. There is no chance for the Raptors. There's no chance for Fred Van Vliet, for Kawhi Leonard, for Kyle Lowry, that these guys are done. Then all of a sudden, life gets sucked out of the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant turning and, and pivoting and pushing off of that right foot. And everybody in the arena knew, everybody in the world knew that that was an Achilles injury for Kevin Durant. Yep. And he went down. At first, the Raptors fans were cheering, and then everybody was all mad at them for that, which I, I get you don't want to cheer an injury. I don't think they realized at first. Some of them didn't realize he was hurt. I think they did. But I, I can't believe they would actually cheer a guy getting hurt. I can see the first thought to be, oh, yes, yeah. we're feeling good now. But then... When they saw that he didn't get up 
for, for about uh, – he didn't get up for, what, the first 15, 20 seconds. And then he ended up getting up to his feet. He walked to the locker room. I think Andre Iguodala was carrying him to yeah. the locker room. And they started chanting KD, KD. I give him credit for that. Right. So you get into halftime, and you've got Doris Burke making her way back to the locker room, trying to get us information, and she's just as somber as you can be, saying – these guys are crushed back there, and everybody in the world starts to say, no Kevin Durant, no chance in Game 5. But then the two guys who are debatably the two best shooters on the same team ever deciding to go, we're not ready for this season to be done. They're so competitive. This group is so competitive, and they found a way to keep themselves afloat. And, and at some points in the second half, they, they were up 10 or 12 points, I thought DeMarcus Cousins gave them a, a ton of life off the bench. But then you get into the fourth quarter, and what we have been seeing all series is Kawhi Leonard taking over games and just making his way to the basket, scoring at will. I think he rattled off 10 or so points in a row. And then you've got Toronto up six at home with about 3.30 left to go. Right. And Toronto ended up calling a timeout. After that stretch, and, too. And their coach got absolutely branded. You know, the, the critics were all over him for calling that timeout because they had the momentum. But in to me, it looked like Toronto had used up so much energy. That's what I they, thought, too. They were emotional. They were physically spent. They had to have a breather. But unfortunately, when they came back from that breather, they weren't the same team. And you could just see with the first basket of Golden State getting the ball, making a three, and turning things around – they were able to begin this process of coming back. And even after making the first three, I was pretty confident that they were going to be able to hang on and at least make this thing close. Steph Curry made a massive three, I believe, to tie the game. Then Clay Thompson made a three to take the lead. Steve, I want to play some of the audio highlights before we dive into the very end of this. Is that all right with that, you? That's always fine. You're, you're fine with hearing some of the highlights from sure. Mike Breen and Van Gundy and sure. Jackson? Sure. I love these guys. Leonard's going to try another one. Pucks it in! Kawhi Leonard! Back-to-back threes! Leonard to the rim. Pull-up jumper. Got it! Kawhi Leonard taking over here in Game 5. Thompson finds an opening. Three-pointers up. It's good! Clay Thompson from downtown. And it's back to three. Curry gets a look. Fires away. Ties the game! Steph Curry from downtown! Iguodala back out to green. Thompson. One fake. One dribble. One shot. Got it! Golden State retakes the lead. Offensive foul called on DeMarcus Cousins. Leonard back up Van Fleet. Van Fleet kicks it out Lowry. Lowry for the win. Won't go. And there'll be a game six in Oakland. Pretty exciting finish, Steve. Yeah, and... And it felt like Golden State almost was trying to give it away. When Boogie got the... uh... Uh, illegal block, which was well, not just that he had. Demarcus Cousins had a goaltending. Yeah, and the Draymond, Warriors and, had a backcourt violation. Yeah, Draymond Green stepped in the backcourt. That but, there were several things at the end of that game that the Warriors don't typically do. Why didn't Kawhi Leonard take the last shot? And, and that was my thought immediately too. But Kyle they were trying Lowry. so hard to prevent him from driving, and I think that they would have let Kawhi Leonard take a step back three in that scenario, but. Whenever he passed it off to Fred Van Vliet, first thing that was running through my head was, this little guy from Wichita State is going to make this crazy shot to beat the Warriors and walk it off at home, and Toronto is going to lose its mind. 
and he started dribbling to the left, and he passed to Lowry in the corner. And the minute that the ball went to him, yeah. I knew there was no I chance. I have no faith in Kyle Lowry. I just have Steve, no f- I am almost 100% positive that if I stuck you in the left corner and said, hey, it's coming to you, be ready to shoot, and Fred Van Vliet passes you the ball, I think you might have been able to hit the rim. Yeah. Kyle Lowry wasn't well, even Draymond close. Well, Draymond Green got a piece of it. Are you sure? I think he did. I, I know he closed out hard. I, I didn't think, think I, he blocked it. I think it. he got just a fingertip on it, but it doesn't matter. Kyle Lowry's not going to make that shot. No. He has not been. He has proven time and time again when the chips are down, he just doesn't make the big play when you need it. He's great during the regular. Well, he wasn't even that good last night during the game, I no. don't think. But, uh, you know, he, he just is one of those guys that kind of turns it on and off. You never know what you're going to get from him. And, and I just felt like, to me – Toronto had to win that game because I don't think they win another game. I don't think they. Recover. It's not a stretch to say that was a must-win game for Toronto. I don't think they come back from that. You watched it, and did you see they showed all their fans? It's just like, oh my God, we have no chance in Game Six. We're coming back here, and all the pressure's on us because you know the t- home team. The pressure's on the home team. They're supposed to win, but in this series, the road team has really done a great job. It felt a little bit to me like. Steve, do you remember Game 1 of the 2015 World Series? No. You don't remember anything about that? Was it Johnny Cueto? No, the Royals against the Mets. Okay, I knew it was Royals. And Eric Hosmer had a bad error late in the game. Okay. That allowed for the Mets to take the lead. And then the Mets bring out Jairus Familia, who had been the best closer in baseball all year long. And then Alex Gordon ripped that home That's run right. to center field. Okay. okay, And the game ended up going into extra innings, and the Royals ended up winning on an Eric Hosmer walk-off. But... You got the feeling after that game that the Mets weren't ready for what was about to happen. No, no. Even when they went to New York and and Syndergaard won game three. And the Royals had been there the year before. You just knew that experience helped them. And And I got a little bit of that feeling for the Raptors that this game's going to go to Oakland, and you and I are both under the impression that Golden State is not going to lose all three games of this series in Oakland. No, no. To it, close it, out that building. And it is the last game at Oracle, so... The last game they ever play there. The place is going to be fired up. I think you can get a pair of courtside tickets for about $105,000. You interested? They, just think if they were still playing at the Cow Palace. Now, that was my... Pl- I love the Cow Palace. So now you've got a Game 6 coming up, and I, I still want to talk about the Kevin Durant injury and some of the impact that that might have and how this series moves forward, how things work in free agency, but... You just get this feeling that in Game 6, Golden State's going to take care of business. Don't now, the only thing, Steve, that is sitting in the back of my mind is that it felt like Golden State made everything they looked at last night. They made 23s. Right. They were 20 of 42. Yeah. So, in, in theory, they're not going to shoot as well as they did last 42 night. 42 threes. Man, the game has just turned Yeah, in, but when you make 20 out of them. But, but the game's just turned into a three-point it's turned into three-point shooting contest. It's really Steve, heavy. let me ask you a question. Three counts more than two. That was going to be my math question. Yeah. Is three greater than two? Yes. Especially even, when you have Clay Thompson Even that Independence Curry. High School in math. I was worried three, about your math three, education. Yeah, three is greater than two. Do you remember another performance that was quite like this, where a team was backed up? Steph Curry's back is 100% on the wall, and they're ready to knock him out. Or let's make a boxing reference. He's backed into the corner. Kawhi Leonard's got his gloves up. He's ready to throw that big right hook. 
and just couldn't pull the trigger. Somehow Steph Curry escaped again. Two words. Don Dinkinger. Ooh. 85 Cardinals up 3-1. The, the, the air, or not the air, but the blown call at first base, Cardinals never recovered. They were, that was game six. That was game six. They were putty. For game seven, they get beat 11-0. I think Joaquin Andujar got thrown out of the game or something like that. Card- Cardinals knew after they'd lost game six that, that uh, they weren't going to win game seven, and they didn't. So. so let's say this series does go to a game seven, and let's assume everybody is healthy besides Durant and is going to play. Let's say Kevon Looney's playing, that Golden State wins game six, they go back to Toronto. Even playing field, no Durant, of course. Who would you put your money on? Golden, Golden State. State? Yeah. I've, I've been on Golden State the whole way. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I, you know, I, I stick – I'm going to go down with the ship. I'm going down with the Titanic. Can we at least just make one point here to urge our, our listeners that are, that are enjoying this series? Can we just root for Golden State to win Game 6 so we get a Game 7 in yeah. Toronto? Uh, it's I, not that I'm rooting for Golden State. I like them. Yeah. But – I just want a game seven. Yeah. We need a game this seven. Was supposed, this was supposed to be a uh, a coronation series for Golden State. Especially after two Warriors I mean, I know domination Toronto, finals. Toronto had the best record in the NBA. But remember, they're playing in the East where they get a beat up on a lot of bad teams. But Plus I, no LeBron anymore. Yeah, no LeBron in the East. So, uh, I mean, Giannis is no LeBron, not yet at least. So, you know, it's not near as difficult of a road to make the NBA finals that it is out West. But I just I don't think there's any way we're not going to have a Game 7. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the Kevin Durant injury and what this means for basketball, what it means for the Warriors, what it means for free agency. We'll dive into all of that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back of this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve Sell, you and I were watching Golden State in Toronto last night. And I think that you were starting to feel pretty comfortable. And that you were starting to say, okay, Golden State, if they can just keep shooting like this. Kevin Durant's on the floor. First quarter, three for three from three. Couple of free throws. They're looking good. And then it didn't look very good. As Kevin Durant went down. And I think everybody knew immediately that it was the worst. Whether you thought it was going to be a calf injury with what they had said it had been for the last few weeks, or whether you thought it was an Achilles injury, I think everybody knew that it was not going to be a good synopsis for Kevin Durant. No, and and he's having supposedly he'll be having an MRI at some point. I don't know if it's today or tomorrow. Today. Today. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a torn Achilles is what it's gonna be. Um, that's basically everything I've read everything I've heard, um, and those are the kind of injuries that will keep you out for a year. And uh, what Duran will probably do next year, he'll exercise his option on his contract. He has a $31 million option, and he's going to sit around and collect $31 million for basically 
you know, being on crutches and walking in a boot. He doesn't. Now you don't know. Sometimes players don't come back from a torn Achilles or just never the same. I think knowing Durant though, he'll probably come back. He's such a good athlete that he'll come back from it. But boy, I'll tell you, just it was sickening to watch. And I found it interesting. The first thing he said, well, he was with his agent, you know, right after the game. Not yeah. the, you know, not a family member or something. His agent's back there with him. His agent's probably going, oh, my God, there goes my commission, you know. where's my, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay from what Kevin Durant has, you know, has made him. Steve, did you watch much of the post game last I night? I with, did. With either, any of the players I or saw, Steve Kerr? I saw Curry. I saw the interview with Curry. So in the post game last night, you could tell that this Warriors team was pretty crushed by what happened. And I want to play you the audio from Bob Myers, who is the president of basketball operations for the he was Warriors. In tears. And it was a pretty emotional scene for him at the podium. And he talked a little bit more in depth. That was the way they wanted to handle this instead of Steve Kerr going up there and giving the diagnosis. They left it up to Bob Myers, president of basketball operations. Kevin had a, it's it's an Achilles injury. I don't know uh the extent of it he'll have an mri tomorrow um prior to coming back he went through four weeks with our medical team and um it was thorough and it was experts and multiple mris and multiple doctors um and we felt good about the process uh, he was cleared to play tonight. That, that was a collaborative decision. Um, I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this, this world. And um, if you have to, you can blame me. I, ru I run our basketball operations department. So first off here, Steve, I wanted to begin this conversation by saying I think we – Need to give Kevin Durant some credit here. Oh, tremendous. Because he really probably shouldn't have been playing based off of all of this happening. And maybe this was preventable. Maybe it was not preventable. Whether it would have been the next practice that he went to, this could have happened. But he certainly pushed himself harder and quicker than what the normal person would for what it appears his injury could have been. And for anybody that was maybe saying Kevin Durant is soft and that he should be playing through all of this, it's the postseason, you just don't know with people's bodies. And if you're getting your body telling you, don't play, don't push it, don't push it, and then you do go play and you get hurt, then you look back and say, man, I should have just listened to myself a little bit more. Yeah. But I think we need to give him some credit for pushing through and being there for his team whenever they needed him because they did need him last night. Yeah, and he provided the inspiration, I thought, early. I mean, Golden State was up double digits when he was in the game. Um, you know, you, you could just tell when he grabbed lower than his calf. Yeah. You knew it was an Achilles. And, you know, there had been whispers at all along. It was an Achilles, you know, Achilles problem. But they were saying it was a calf problem. Who knows? Uh, you know that medical staff's just got to feel sick, though. Well, you know the thing, too, here's – Steve, is that I know people will blame the Warriors and say you were pushing him to get out there too fast, but I really don't think that the Warriors would have told him to go out there if they did not believe he was ready. And he wouldn't have gone out there, I don't think. Right, and I think he and told them. And his agent would have told him. I think he told them, future. I'm good to go. Yeah. And the medical staff said, he's good to go. And I think that's the only reason that he played. If it had been the medical staff saying, guys, I don't think he should do it, 
then I don't think they would have. Yeah. So I don't know if there was any blame to go around here, but we just have to remember this sometimes when we criticize athletes for saying, oh, you should be getting back faster and faster. Look at Kawhi Leonard last year. He just punted on the season and said, see you later, Spurs. I don't want to play. Yeah. You guys are pushing me. I don't want to play. Yeah. And it worked out pretty well for him it did. this year. But the other thing, too, Steve, is that if Kevin Durant cannot play next year, then this is going to change a lot of things for NBA free agency. You know who was probably the saddest that he got hurt last night? Uh, I don't know. Maybe besides his mom. His agent. The New York Knicks. Oh, he wasn't going to go to New York. Are you sure about that? I, I, he would. Why would he want to go play for the Knicks? They're ham and eggers. Because he can make them good. You're in the biggest and best city in the world. Playing in one of the best basketball they're arenas the in the run, world. But they're the worst run operation in the NBA. That's they're, where everybody oh, thought he was going. Yeah. I, I, I'd hurt Clippers with Kyrie. So, New York Knicks fans were not happy. Because now he's going to go sit the bench for Golden State for the next year. And make $31 million. Collect a nice paycheck while the Warriors find a way to win it without him. But I feel bad for Kevin Durant. As much as it still makes me upset that he left my Oklahoma City Thunder, I still don't hold now, a lot now against him. Now, who vaults him. to number one in the free agent class? Clay Thompson. He's a big one on there. He's a big fish out there. And Kyrie. I would take Clay Thompson over Kyrie in a New York minute. Because Kyrie, everywhere he's gone, he's been a cancer, you know, to his team. His, his teammates don't like him. Clay Thompson is a team guy. I mean, he has proven that. He plays great defense. He shoots it just a little bit less than Steph does as far as, you know, accuracy. And actually, he might shoot it better. I don't know. but It's but pretty close. It's pretty close. Last but, night, Clay Thompson was 7 out of 13 from 3. Steph Curry was 5 of 14. Well... For that night, Clay was really good. So, um, yeah, Clay. Tom- At some point, I, I, I've said it all along. It, is, it isn't going to be. Now I'm kind of wrong. I, I said it wasn't going to be injuries that did this team in. It was going to be greed, greed and ego, that would do this team in because everybody wants to be the alpha dog, and Clay Thompson wants to be the alpha dog. Kyrie wants to be the alpha dog. You can only have one alpha dog on one te- on a team. For as much trash as Kevin Durant has had to take from the fans, the media, probably the league in general over the last three years. After leaving Oklahoma City the way he did, going to the Warriors, finding a way to win, all the stuff with him being all bitter with the media and getting on Twitter and pretending to be other people, with all the trash and the jokes and everything that he's had to have absorbed over the last three years. It was still a really sad sight. It really last was last night, and and I feel for him. Yeah, because he's one of the he's one of the ten greatest players of all time, probably. That's a big jump right there for you, Steve. That is a big jump. Top ten's big time, but is. Kevin Durant's really good, especially when I'm a big Wilt guy. That's true. Big O, Oscar Wilt Robert, the Stilt, Jerry West, face of the NBA. That's logo. right, the logo. The logo. All right, Steve. Let's take one more break. I've got one more thing to talk with you. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, 
Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, do you know what that song was? That sounds like music from those old things I, when I'd go to the movie when they were leading in the, in the, in the what do they call what do they call them leading into the movie the the precursor to the movie I don't coming know. attractions and they'd okay. have they have Walter Winchell on and Babe Ruth hit a home run and to win the World Series or something like that I hope that you weren't going to the movies when Babe Ruth was hitting home runs to win the World Series well no 1932 yeah well Steve that's the fight song for the University of Arkansas Razorbacks whoo pig I had to feel pretty good yesterday, yeah, you Steve. Did. They're going to the College World Series. There you go. And you're going. Two years in a row. And you're going to the College World Series. I'm going to have to make my way up there on Saturday. They play the primetime game against Florida State. Ooh. I've got to feel pretty good, Steve. Just don't run on the field and embarrass everybody. No, I, I think if I painted my chest red and, and put on a pig nose that people would judge me and maybe I'd get fired. I don't know. You would be scorned. What, what if it was publicity? What if I wore a KBBE shirt oh, as I'm, I streaked across I'm the sure field? I'm sure the employers would enjoy that. I'm sure they would really, really love that. Well, Steve, I want to play some audio for you. Okay. That is not the Razorback fight song, although it is a good one. But this comes from the Razorback IMG Sports Network and their final call of the final out. My guy, Phil Elson. And it was like... What, 24 to 1 or something? It was 14 to 1. Well, whatever. But it's game three against the rival right. Ole Miss. We don't we don't like Ole Miss okay. there. All right. But this is what the final out sounded like. All right. And and I, I hope that I can have a call with you someday that is as emphatic as this. You're one. Ground ball, third base, diving stop, Nesbitt. He's up to his feet. He throws across, and the Razorbacks are going to the College World Series. Hey, Omaha, start the preparation. They're coming from Fayetteville. They're coming from Little Rock, from Fort Smith, from Pine Bluff, from all four corners of the natural state. College baseball's Emerald City is the destination. A bright red Razorback caravan is headed to Nebraska, and this time we're coming for the whole damn thing. The Hogs win 14 to one. This one belongs to the Razorbacks. Very Not bad. Pretty emphatic. You know what Denny'd say? Ground ball. And the Royals have won, and they are going to the World Series. And Arkansas will be going to the World Series. That's Very just... exciting. We'll take a break and total it up after this. That was pretty exciting, that wasn't was. it, Steve? That guy got pretty wound up. It's a good win. It's fun. Yeah. Arkansas people, they're all going to be wearing and, their red. And now who they play in the first game? Florida, Florida State. Florida State. Okay. So it's going to be a whole lot of whoo and, then, and a whole lot of uh, Yeah, there's going to be a lot of nonsense. It's going to be weird. Yeah. But those are two very fun programs. Have you ever been to Omaha for the College World Series, Steve? No. Why not? Never interested. I could see it on TV. Why not go to it, though? You could have gone to Johnny Rosenblatt Stadium. Have you ever been to Omaha? No. I've never been in Nebraska. Uh, you, you have been in Nebraska. No. Haven't you been to a game at York? No. You've never been to Nebraska? No. Why not? Go to Lincoln? Never been there. Check out the Nebraska Cornhusker football team. I haven't team. been. I don't know how far north in Kansas I've been. I 
I mean, Kansas City's about, but that's more east and. Well, I think Lawrence is further north than that. Well, that's as far north as I've gone. That's sort of sad, Steve. It is sad. Maybe Salina. <laughs> that's as far north as you've been. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Tony's Pizza Event Center. Oh, if I you mean, sit on just the north end I, of the I, arena. I've made, I've made it to the uh, I, I-70 cutoff. Oh, that's true. You, you have made it up there. Yeah. So maybe, Steve, if they make it all the way to the final, we can turn around and, and go up there and host According to Jim from TD Ameritrade Ballpark. Ooh. Remember, the Royals are going to play on, I think, Thursday night. Is that right? In Omaha. Didn't know that. Maybe against the Tigers? I don't know. It's on my schedule somewhere okay. that they're going to play, and I believe it's going to be in Omaha. Well, they draw more in Omaha than they probably will Kansas City. Yeah, it's going to be on Thursday, June okay. 13th. Okay. It's in blue on this schedule because it's a neutral site game Ooh. in Omaha. Do you think people are going to be excited about Alex Gordon? If, if the Royals can win, they'll, go, they'll be 1-0 and in neutral games. They'll be going, whoo! Yeah. I'm excited, Steve. Yes, you are. I need these things in my life, especially because I got an update from ESPN on my phone this morning that said, how come Arkansas's basketball program has fallen off so hard? Oh, the football program, how can they turn it around? Nothing's going good for me, Steve. I need a break. And plus, KU's stealing all my basketball players. Well, it's not fair. It's not open. fair. It's can't help it. Just let me have this one. All right. You can and if they it. win, then we can do a woo pig. All right. Well, Every time they win, you owe me a woo pig suey. Woo pig suey. And if they win at all, then what will you do? Woo pig suey. That's pretty good. All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to preview the U.S. Open. Treg Fall will be coming in. Then you'll be gone on Thursday. I think we've got a guest lined up for Thursday. I'm gone Friday. We'll have one lined up for Friday. We're going to miss you, but luckily we get one more day of you. Okay. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.